1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Scotland get the job done against San Marino with hat tricks and debut goals in the hand and rain. Stevie Clark says the players are smiling again after the 6 0 win. And elsewhere, Rangers appoint Ross Wilson as their new director of football. I'm Gordon Duncan. Joining me tonight is Alex Ray and Hugh Keevens. San Marino make a mockery of professional football. No competitive wins ever. Two years since they last scored a goal. And 34 defeats on the bounce What we did to them yesterday Will be enshrined in the history books Well done John McGinn for that first ever hat-trick Well done Stuart Finlay And Lauren Shanklin for goals you remember the rest of your lives And what a peach of a free kick from Stuart Armstrong But The major issues that were flagged up Were we lost four games in a row to Russia and Belgium And lost 14 goals in the process were not addressed yesterday and could not be addressed because San Marino were pathetic opposition. They'll have to be addressed head on when we go to Cyprus and when we play Kazakhstan in our two remaining group matches. Yesterday taught us absolutely nothing. That may well be true, Alex Ray, but at the same time, there was a job to be done. And you can bet that if Scotland had only won 2 0 or 3 0, these phones would have been red hot with people saying that. They're duds and the manager must go And this can't go on any longer And all the rest of it So in difficult circumstances yeah. With the pressure on There was a job to be done And it was done Yeah absolutely And I think when you take into consideration as well The conditions Gordon It was torrential rain throughout the game And uh, they did do their, their job uh, professionally I thought they were on the front foot for the off They, you know, they demolished uh, I totally agree with you in terms of San Marino They shouldn't even be playing at this level You know, get teams like that Andorra, Liechtenstein You know, you look at the opposition And and it's so unfairly balanced You know, you look at that's 15 goals you conceded at the weekend oh. you know, That must be dec- so destroying for the guys But for Steve Clark He's talking about uh, you know, smiles in the dressing room and so forth the bigger challenges are ahead and, and they're entitled to it Because they've had a difficult time of late Yeah we'll leave that side of it To San Marino Super scoreboard 102.5 <laughs> They can worry about that We'll worry about what, what Scotland did What they can take from it If anything And uh, where do we go from here So give us a call 0141 951 1025 On the phones Twitter is at Clyde SSB oh, We're struggling a bit I mean it's Monday night We usually do your result of the weekend yeah. Your goal of the weekend Your howler of the weekend Not a great deal to choose from I'll give it a bash Alex Yes, for me it was uh, Stuart Armstrong. The execution was magnificent. So that's your goal of the weekend. Yes, Armstrong's goal of the weekend. Okay. Uh, the horror show for me was the goalkeeper Aldo Sumersini, Simonuncini. <laughs> Been practicing that all day. Easy for you to say. Yes, and Chini, uh, I think. But anyway, Chini. Is that because your missus Italian? You know the pronunciation. <laughs> Not at all. Uh, the performance would have to be Scotland. You know, because on the back of um, you know some really. Tough games Four in the bounce It was important to get A convincing win It's too obvious Hugh Keevens I know you'll have done Your homework You'll yeah. have dug a little bit deeper I am Deeper than Barry White's voice <laughs> <laughs> I am taking Scott McLaughlin Of Stenhouse Muir In the Challenge Cup Against Waterford He scored a magnificent Stuart Armstrong-esque Free kick So well done Scott McLaughlin Result of the weekend Partick Thistle 2 
Connors Key Nomads Nil Partick Thistle Have restored Scottish pride After the Welsh team Took out Kilmarnock In an earlier round Of the Europa League Qualifiers Charlotte Church Shirley Bassey Tom Jones Your boys took a heck of a beating <laughs> Do you know the interesting thing about it After the Kilmarnock game There's a few players coming on going uh, Who's the pub team now? I wonder what they're thinking about after the weekend. And do you have a howler of the weekend? I have to go for Jérôme Brissard, the French referee at Hamden yesterday. If we'd been playing somebody that was able to play football, the match would have been abandoned because of the weather. Oh, yeah. It was pretty bad, wasn't it? And how do you not give a card to poor old Simoncini, the San Marino goalkeeper? However, having said that, I now nominate Jérôme Brissard as... (laughs) A contender for the Nobel Peace Prize and the greatest Frenchman since Sacha Distel. Honestly, he's on one. He's on one tonight. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Let's hear from you. What can Scotland take from last night's victory against San Marino? Can they take anything? If so, what? You tell us. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Twitter is at Clyde SSB. Stevie Clark says it was important they got a convincing victory against San Marino last night. He says the players showed uh, a good resilience and hopes it injects some positivity into the squad. Show me tonight they've got a, a good resilience streak. It's been a tough week for us. Uh, it was important that we won the game tonight, but I, I think it was also important that we won the game well and gave the, gave the supporters, and by the way, 20,000 people, eh? Everybody was telling me it was going to be no attendance at all. So 20,000 people uh, turned up today. A lot of young ones there. And I've seen their national team score six goals at home. So hopefully they'll come back for the next game. I knew before the game, as, as, as you're doing your pre-match preparations, you know when a, a group of players are completely focused on what they had to do. They were focused tonight. They started the game quick. They moved the ball well. We got the three goals in the first half, which was great because the conditions went a little bit more uh, tricky in the second half and it would have been easy for us just to slow down and, and maybe just see the game out at 3-0 but we kept pushing and pushing and pushing because we wanted to, to get a few goals and, and make sure that we left this camp with at least some, some positivity for the, next, for the next two games Did we leave with some positivity? Well, insofar as we scored six goals uh, however, I want to see that resilience when we play Cyprus and Kazakhstan what characterised our games against Russia and Belgium, apart from the loss of 14 goals, was a lack of resilience, a lack of determination. I want to see John McGinn in that penalty box against Cyprus in Nicosia and against Kazakhstan at Hamden as often as he was in the, pre- the, uh, the, the, the penalty box yesterday. Uh, again, all true, Alex, but yeah. you know... Stevie Clark, as the, as the cliche goes, you, you can only play what, what's in front of you. And Scotland had a job to do at a time when confidence was probably at an all-time low. Yeah. The feeling from the fans and from the media and probably from some of the players was at an all-time low. So given all that, there still has to be at least some level of recognition, of, of, yeah. of recognition yeah. and positivity that you can take from it. Because like I say, flip yeah. it on its head. You remember after Alex McLeish's side went to San Marino 2-0. and only won 2-0, it was used as a stick to beat him with. It was used as as Proof that he In some people's eyes Wasn't, the, wasn't man, the man yeah. for the job So th- There was still a, a, a pressure on there And a job to be done last yeah, night Yeah absolutely uh, he, he makes some interesting points there In terms of uh, resilience Because at 2 or 3 They could have uh, You know Put the tools away And think right Okay we'll conserve ourselves For the weekend Some tough games In the, in the club football Gordon There was a lot of young fans there uh, As he mentions And you actually want to see goals That That's what brings the kids back That only Kind of Will continue If the next couple of games, you know, the, the the Kazakhstan game at home in particular. So you have to keep that going. Uh, 
So, but you know, in terms of um, the actual level of opposition, desperate. It couldn't have came at a better time for Steve Clark and the players because if they had to come up against someone with a wee bit of kind of credence, it might have been a totally different ball game. But you know, does, that, does, that not, does that not sometimes bring its own different type of pressure though? Because, like I say, if Scotland win that game by two or three last yes. night, you still end up getting slaughtered for no, it. So. No, I take your point on board, Gordon. I'm talking about actually up against someone who can actually give you yeah. a, a, a game in I terms mean, of the, having to run over the top from you. I'm just talking about if, if there was somebody there last night that was going to give you a difficult game, yeah. uh, it's a totally different thing, obviously. But, you know, for me, San Marino couldn't have came at a, a better time for Steve Clark and his players. Ultimately, everything is going to be about. The, the playoffs in March yeah, and, that, and that's when you're going to have to demonstrate The resilience that uh, Steve Clark's talking about And that's when you're going to have to make sure That you don't fold like a pack of cards If you go behind The way we did against Russia and Belgium And that's the only reason I keep on bringing up That yesterday was almost mythology Because they had nothing to offer We had resilience They had no resistance whatsoever But I'm looking to the day when there's actually something at stake. Yeah, yeah but I mean, we, we can't time travel. So similarly, y- you have to then truly build towards those playoffs Absolutely. in a manner which gives you some sort of, of yeah, confidence. But, but Gordon, honestly, I have to discount yesterday. Because <laughs> right, I'll tell you what, it was a pleasure speaking to you. We'll be back tomorrow <laughs> night at six yeah, o'clock. No, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, we have to learn from matches. Alex goes on and on and on, rightly so, about standards and levels. What did we learn from that yesterday? Well, listen, I, I, I listen. You go back to the San Marino game, the 2 0 game over there, Gordon. See if it would have been 2 0. Everybody in a granny would have been batting. How can we only take two off? They misses a team that's conceding five, six, nines. So uh, uh, you have to give them credit for that. And, and particularly the, the circumstances, it was raining from start to finish. And on the back of that poor 4 0 coming back for Russia, which is a hell of a trick as well. You have to make sure you do it professionally, and they did that very well. I mean, last if, night. if anyone, if anyone vehemently disagrees with me, here's your here's your platform. Well, I don't think anyone disagrees. I think everyone knows San Marino aren't very good. I don't, I don't think we'll get any disagreements on on that front. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five in the phones. Twitter is at Clay SSB. Let's get stuck in with Archie, uh, who's on the line. Hi, Archie. Hi, yeah, guys. Doesn't matter, San Marino's rubbish. You still have to beat them, and we beat them six 0 We should be proud of that. A lot of nonsense saying that we don't care if they're rubbish. doesn't matter if they're rubbish. We still have to beat them. And we beat them 6 nothing. So that's a great result for Scotland. What sort of positives did you take from Archie then, if, if any? Was there any players in particular that stood out for you? It's not about the positives. It's just about getting the result against the, the weaker team. It should be done. And what I would say is as well, if Scotland beat Cyprus and Kazakhstan in my next two games, we'll finish third in the group. Do you remember when the group was made? What pot did we come out of? Three. three. It was part three. So there you are. No shame. Yeah, no no one said there was any shame. We couldn't beat Belgium because of the world class. We couldn't beat Russia because they reached the last day of the World Cup. So there's no disgrace. The only bit of embarrassment I don't like was when we lost to Kazakhstan 3 0. That was the worst out of the whole group. That was the worst performance because they're, they're, they're just as bad as Sam Reno, I think, Kazakhstan. I, I believe, actually, I believe in aspiration. I believe that you don't discount Belgium and say, oh, well, we've got no chance there because they're the best team. I believe that we need to have greater spirit, attitude, call it what you will, than we have shown. And I don't believe that we write off Russia, who are way down the world rankings. They're not anywhere near Belgium. 
We can't keep writing things off and saying, well, we're in pot three, we finished third, therefore everything's okay. Mm. You have to yeah, there's, there's to probably do a middle ground I don't think Archie said it was okay He said there was no shame Those are two different things surely Well it's enough for Archie Third is enough for Archie I believe you should aspire Aim for the moon You might hit a star Yeah because you're going to have to If you want to qualify out a group You're going to have to Yeah you're going to have to do something You're going to have to cause a shock at some point yeah. Particularly against Russia Gordon And I think uh, the manner in which we, we caved in the other night It's okay saying that Russia are better But it's the manner Was it four goals mm-hmm. in 30 minutes or something 27 minutes it's that type of performance that kind of gets you worried going forward. Uh, let's hear again from Stevie Clark. He says it was nice to see some smiles in the dressing room after a tough spell. He hopes this is the first sign uh, that the side could be turning a corner. Well, hopefully it, it repairs a little bit of the, the fragility that, that's in the, that was in the squad after the, the four games against top opposition and we lost all four games. Uh, it was a, was a difficult run of fixtures. I knew that when I took the job. And it's nice to come out and get a game like this at home where... Everyone can be feeling I see some smiles in the dressing room after the game It's nice to see And the players deserve a lot of credit for bouncing back that way This is, this is what we, we spoke about a lot after the, after the four defeats Was to, to find something to help us to turn the corner So if, if this is the first uh, stage of turning the corner then, then that's great I see Russia went to Cyprus, won 5-0 I told you they were a good team And we go to Cyprus now with a chance to win the next game and go above them So that would give us a an opportunity to finish third in the group Which is also an objective I suppose that's the way it has to be viewed then In terms of it being a baby step I know you're you're quite uh. sort of adamant on this view that, that you can't take anything from it But if we are to build a resilience And, and you know you can't just turn that on You can't just say to Absolutely. players Be resilient, be confident It has to come from something So whether that's a 6-0 win goals. against San Marino or not Well time will well, tell it, But you have to, you have to Stevie, hope that that's the, the case Stevie mentioned the word fragility there now there was never any chance of any fragility being exposed yesterday. That was impossible. No, but but it wasn't. That's what I'm saying. Because if it had only been a two or three, people would have pointed the finger and said that's a fragile team. Of course, you're not going to lose, but you didn't do the job as well as you should have, and therefore you're fragile. Well, we're fragile four times against Russia and Belgium. Yeah, I, I get that. I, 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 we all to, know that. I want to see us, whether it's Cyprus away, Kazakhstan at Hamden, or in March in the playoff. I want to see us being challenged not to show any fragility. Yeah. And yesterday taught me nothing about how that's approached The, the, the interesting thing we, we were talking on Friday night Hugh We were actually saying Going forward the We have to win And we have to win with uh, Plenty of goals Confidence and, and so forth In the performance They've done that Now it's about taking that on How does that impact the squad? You know guys like John McGinn Getting his first hat trick you, you get an opportunity to look at guys like Finlay Shanklin's come in Scored a goal on his first mm-hmm. a, a home debut So there's a few positives to take out of that actual performance against a very weakened team but it's how they actually react going forward into these next couple of games for me uh, Archie what do you think then next couple of games are you feeling slightly more confident or just as you were well, yeah, I think we'll beat Cyprus and Kazakhstan we're a better team than them we will beat them the players have got a bit more confidence now but I'd just like to see to Q remember Q in the past when we had superstar players all the great players we had they only beat Sam Reno 2-0 uh-huh. These young boys took six off them last night. Give them, give them some praise, you. They've got good. We have the good players, and we've got Kieran Tierney coming back hopefully soon, and uh, like to leave Jeffrey coming fat again. So we've got a good squad there. I'm confident because it's, I think FIFA's announced the Scotland's two semi-final and finals at Hamden. Both of them games are at Hamden, uh-huh. so we have a great chance to qualify. Well, Just get behind the team and don't slag them off. Uh, you always interpret any form of analysis as slagging them off. I'm trying to flag up the fact that the problems that arose against 
Belgium and Russia could not be addressed yesterday because the opposition was inadequate. The time for me will be when at Hamden, both games at Hamden, is pressure because if you don't qualify, playing on your own ground for a tournament that will have matches at Hamden Park and you're not there at the party, then you're under real pressure. I would like to see us again, Cyprus and Kazakhstan and in the, the, the playoff matches, show resilience again, to use Steve Clark's word, and no fragility, to use Steve Clark's word. It was quite a deliberate attempt, Alex, I think, if you watched watched the game or if you were at the game, to at least not be... To not be tentative To really Just simple little things Like knowing that When you're up against An inferior opposition Just how quick you have To tr- to try and play To make life more difficult For them Every throw in that went yep. You know Scotland were trying To take it really quickly And there was a, there was a, a Clear understanding there That anything less than A convincing win Would yep. have would have meant A whole world of criticism For yep. that team And yep. the manager You're absolutely right Gordon Said on Friday night I felt as if uh, Christie and Forrest Would come into the, into the team Due to the fact What they bring to the table They're very energetic Everything was done at a, a pace, you know, when the ball boys were trying to get the ball back. So you're trying to overwhelm San Marino and they did it in abundance. And when you actually look at them breaking from middle to front, it was it was a free-for-all really gone because it was they, they didn't have any possession. So you're getting guys like McTominay, uh, McGinn bombing forward, you're getting the two wide guys, you're getting Shankland. So I, I, it's been a long, long time since I've seen Scotland have so many bodies in our, uh, in our opponent's uh, box and, and ultimately it could have been so much more as well goals Thanks to Archie it's 0141-951-1025 Twitter is at Clyde SSB We had a hat-trick scorer last night in John McGinn We're going to hear from him after the travel with Amber Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Getting you full compensation is their goal Talk to Thompson's.com Hugh Evans and Alex Ray are here We're looking back on last night's 6-0 victory for Scotland against San Marino But of course If you've got any Domestic football issues On your mind Then we're here for you 0141 951 1025 I know international football Is not everyone's cup of tea So don't just sit back And do nothing about it Give us a call And let us know What is on your mind We are also on Twitter as well At Clyde SSB uh, Just making sure That he will be A future answer On a full time teaser John McGinn Got a hat trick last night uh, He says he's delighted He admits he thought if he'd never scored one I don't think he ever has in the past uh, He says the result doesn't right the wrongs of the last four matches But believes it will help Hi, amazing I've never scored a hat-trick at any level I don't even think at any age So to do it tonight in a Scotland jersey is an amazing night for me Proud, but the main thing was to get the result And get a convincing one we did So I know you've scored a lot of important goals And yes, people will say it's only San Marino Or the qualification's over But I mean, where does that rank a hat trick for your country? How is it? How it's, right, it's right up there. Uh, I'm beaming on this, honestly. <laughs> I didn't think I would ever sc- score a hat trick, so uh, to have one in a Scotland jersey is just, just amazing and uh, absolutely buzzing it. So you definitely touched the first one then? Aye, <laughs> definitely. Sure? Um, I just seen him go, I seen him go to shoot, so uh, I'm, I'm saying it's going wide if I don't touch it. Yeah, it was a confidence booster because we're, we're hurting. Uh, we're the same as the, the supporters that travel, make an effort to come. They hurt when we, we don't win. Everyone does. We. We're all craving the, the national tournament that we've missed for so long. So with that comes desperation, and uh, and, and we feel it as well. We hurt, um, so it's important tonight to to get Thursday out of systems and uh, and try and make it right. It doesn't make it right, but it, it, it helps in all. Well, in my lifetime, and that's some considerable time, <laughs> only three Scotland players have scored hat tricks: Laurie Riley, Colin Steen, and now 
John McGinn So well done John I'm not sure you What, what was that stat you gave me there? Uh, Just in case I misheard you Three Scotland players in my lifetime Have scored hat-tricks Laurie, Riley, Colin Steen I think you might find on tonight's <laughs> full-time teaser That uh, there oh. are more than that But anyway we'll have, We're going to have to skim over that Until 20 past 7 Anyway Um like we said there You heard from John McGinn Who the, the words that he said The way he said it The excitement in his voice Try telling him It was only San Marino Yes we should have won yeah. The guy's gone out And scored a hat-trick For his country now, And he loved it And rightly so I know the McGinn family I know how proud They are uh, Of John And all that he's achieved I am trying To be wary of The boom Or bust Mentality That can sometimes Affect football When We were mauled In Moscow on the Thursday night People were saying Oh for goodness sake Where will this ever end? So We can't On the back of A hiding for San Marino Say Ah That's it Everything's fine again We have to be careful We have to keep this In perspective I've not heard anyone say that To be fair though Have you? I've, I've been reading Bits and pieces today But not not heard oh, anyone say a, that a, the, the coverage was very positive People are always on The, the backs of the press guys here uh, The coverage was very positive I'm simply trying to introduce a note of perspective. Let's not go boom or mm. bust. Let's wait until we're playing a proper football team. Yeah, I've not seen many going boom, Alex. No. What, what about like that? Like I said, for John McGinn, he's Brilliant. bit bit cliche. But you're not going to tell the grandkids, oh, "Look, it was only against San Marino." You know, it's just one of those things. You, how many? I don't know. Maybe it's a bit romantic, yeah. but how many kids growing up want to score a hat trick for their country? You know, yeah. you can you could hear how excited he was about it. Yeah, absolutely. I think that was the thing I was taking from that clip there, Gordon. He was buzzing uh, to use his word in terms of he hasn't scored a goal, uh, uh, sorry, a hat trick at any level. He said so when you consider that uh, international football, and and he just continues to shine. You know, when you look at it, going down to Villa, uh, you know, he had a brilliant year last year, but he's actually starting to really take it to another level as well. We need a John McGinn to drive this team forward. We need the characters. We need. We talk about leaders who, uh, over the course, we're, look, we're saying looking through the team last week after the, the Russian debacle, we're going, where's the leaders in this team? Huh. I see John McGinn's characteristics as one of the guys, and he has to be the driving force. McTominay is a machine. So these guys have to drive a force. We went to see them against Belgium and uh, Russia, and you're saying to yourself, where are all these guys? Because they're playing at a very good level. And they have to be dragging the other ones round about So, you know, he can be that driving force Just in a more general sense then you know, Regardless of the opposition last night is, is adding goals something that you've seen in John McGinn recently? Is it something he needs to continue to do? Is that is that the, the, the kind of area for development? Or is that something you've noticed about him recently? Well, no, well, I think if we go back to a couple of years ago Prior to going to uh, Villa I think they gave it six or seven goals for middle of the park I, I think that's acceptable Seven or eight goals from yeah. the middle of the park for him, a modern midfielder uh, In terms of going down to England I think if he can get into the 68 goals From the middle of the part Then that's a, diff- a really good return When you consider the level he's playing at Gordon Do I think he's currently sat on three In terms of where he's at at Villa So he's on course to kind of get that round about that tally To use the modern day expression He has goals in his locker <laughs> And now uh, we want to see them uh, against uh, National teams of note uh, 0141 That's the number Colin in Easterhouse dialed Hi Colin Hi Gordon how you doing Hi Alec Hi, Hi Colin Hi uh, Talking about national teams I know it's you um, I'd like to congratulate Joe Aribo With his goal against Brazil And do you think um, I've only got a couple of points on it Do you think This elevates Scottish football With 
a player that's playing his trade in Scotland scoring against Brazil and do you think the man in Charlton is sort of um, choking on his words now by saying that Joe Rebo made a bad mistake coming to Rangers Lee Boyer is yeah. the manager you're yeah, referring yeah, to yeah. I mean Lee Boyer uh, spoke out of um, disappointment and frustration he didn't want to lose the player uh, and he struck out at Scottish football in his anger and frustration uh, so he, he was wrong he is wrong and uh, Joe Aribo scoring against Brazil is a terrific feather in his cap uh, it reflects well on him uh, and on us so uh, well done to Joe I took I, it very I, well oh, didn't he Alex it was brilliant and uh, I, I think that's what Joe Aribo's game's about Gordon you know driving from Midley Park coming on to the ball because if you look at the goal, uh, it, the speed of his feet, Gordon, because I think he's about six three, he, he's yeah. six feet three. He's, he's a big old unit, uh, six two, six three. He's a big boy, shifts it really well, and that's I think that's two and two now that he has for uh, Nigeria. I think it was Ukraine, Gordon, and then obviously Brazil. So yeah. his development's coming along nicely. He'll be desperate to get back after that head knock against Livingston a couple of weeks ago. He'll be very much in Stephen Gerrard's uh, thoughts going into the weekend. Yeah, Colin. I mean, I suppose the. The potential benefits of when your club players go away and do well on international duty There are a couple of different benefits Obviously it makes them better players They come back and, and maybe do it for your Rangers team um, But also, dare I say it, somewhere down the line The value should, should Rangers wish to sell them on So it's, it's kind of a win-win in that respect, isn't it? It's too early to even contemplate that So it is, Gordon <laughs> um, I just think... Um, I think... I've, I'll never criticise Stephen Jenner But I think um, the last two games again. Um, that he's played for Nigeria I think he's been playing in a mere advanced role I'd like to see him in a mere advanced role for Rangers so would, um, and I know that puts um, God, his name escapes me Ojo? No, no um, Arfield? Yeah, yeah, Scott Arfield um, I know I might put him in a wee bit of a risk because he plays an advanced role but I'd like to see Joe Rebo in an advanced role to be honest with you, so would Alec Oh, we actually played uh, I think Rangers played him uh, In an advanced role against Celtic And he was non-existent He was a bit wider though wasn't he Well it was, it was forward there three Gordon And the way Rangers set up Gordon they play I think it's Colin maybe means Kind of centrally But further forward Well the, 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 well, they don't play with a central one yeah. do they Because what they do is They play with a 4-3-3 And I think when I, was, I had a chat With Stephen Gerrard And someone he was talking about It gives them that natural balance You left of that three When you've got Jack and Davis As your, your other two guys uh, you've got Kamara there as well so But he gives you the natural balance mm. The left side And then when you look at the offensive options That Rangers have You've got Ryan Kent to come back Ojo Brandon Barker Arfield You know uh, And then you've got your two strikers So I don't see him going forward To, to be honest with you Colin uh, And I actually like him stepping onto the play better I think he's driving at teams He's so much better Rather than receiving with the ball He's back to go Colin thank you very much for the call 0141 At Clyde SSB on Twitter uh, never will has sent more tweets than I can read out because oh. uh, it's quite a long thread. But I'll try and pick out the the highlights uh, if you like. Never will says something that's forgotten with Stevie Clark is that his start at Killy wasn't as positive as some remember. The away draws in Glasgow are great, but we drew with Dundee. We lost three one and three 0 at home to Hibs and Aberdeen in the first six games. Not only does Clark need time, he needs support. Um, I'm now skimming over. Uh, he, he spoke of the crowd uh, un, um, This is all unlikely to happen With a nation that has an overinflated opinion Of who they are Well there's a, an element of truth uh, Contained within that uh, I did say on Friday When people were calling in To say things like We should disband the national team I did say He's had five games Let's give him a chance here 
uh, And like every other manager uh, Of Scotland He should get the chance To see if he qualifies If he doesn't qualify For Euro 2020 Steve Clark's mm-hmm. the kind of guy I think Who would just say Well look This is no shot, longer man. for me you get a mention as well Never oh. Will goes on To say comments like Hughes Are unhelpful And only fan the flames Of people who think We're a bigger deal Than we are Once we accept where we are We can then begin to make Incremental progress Clark is the man to do that No doubt at all well, So I you think, think you kind of agree you, You're kind of agreeing You two I, I didn't say a single thing That was uh, Critical of Steve Clark I said that We learned nothing From yesterday And I hope that we address the topic of resilience and defensive fragility when we go away to Cyprus. I have said the man's in the job for five games, or six now. He must be given the remainder of this group, surely. I I am 100% behind him. Let's speak to Tommy and Govan. Hi, Tommy. Hi there. Uh, Just on the point about McGinn, and I've, I've felt for some time that that boy's got absolutely everything in his locker. I think he's just a top quality player. Um, uh, he'll prove that down in England, wherever he plays. And I think he might move on to bigger things uh, than Aston Villa. Uh, Celtic must be ticking themselves to let him go for a couple of grand a week or whatever it was that they missed out on for. Um, as far as the Scotland thing's concerned, OK, we're beating San Marino. Clearly one of the worst teams in the entire planet. We can't be judging anything at all for, for that game or that result. Uh, I think we need to be looking at what happened in the three or four games before that. And I think Scotland have got deeper problems. The SFA, I think, are, are the problem and they don't seem to have a long-term goal. But Clark, isn't he? I don't think he's the, the knight in shining armour. In fact, I think he's made some basic fundamental errors, i.e. in the first game of the three. Why was Ryan Christie and Ryan Jack not uh, Christy and Jack not playing the two best midfielders in Scotland and they don't start the game what was that about? Is, is this enough Tommy just to, to understand where you're coming from you're not convinced by Stevie Clark. do you go as far as to say that he shouldn't be the Scotland manager or you don't want him to continue to be the Scotland manager? Well no I, I, well he is the manager that's the reality and I think that points back to what I'm saying about the SFA they don't seem to have a long term goal Steve Clark's came in and had a really good season with Kamarnock nobody's or a year or whatever he had it with Kamarnock Clearly, that was a great time. Is that enough to get you the Scotland job? Is that so we go all in on Steve Clark and the bases of one good season? Well, he had more than one season. However, uh, at the time when he was appointed Scotland manager, he was the reigning manager of the year at club level in this country. He was, if not the unanimous choice of the country, he was the, the favourite choice. Uh, and there was no reason... To suspect the job would go to anyone other than Steve Clark. I cannot defend the SFA on all fronts because the SFA makes so many mistakes, that's not possible. However, they did deliver the man that most people thought should be the Scotland manager, and they're now entrusting the national team to Steve Clark. I, I cannot find any fault with that. And when people say in retrospect, why wasn't Christie playing? Why wasn't Ryan Jack playing? You're all very smart in hindsight. Well, I was saying it when I seen the team sheet. I mean, I, I'm no a genius, but come on. I mean, is there anybody that thought both of them should have been playing? Well, what game is this you're talking about, Tommy? Remind me. Well, the first of the three that we played there, 
on the bit. It was um, I'm getting lost here. Was the one last week for me. Belgium. Yeah, well, sorry. I, 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 sorry, I mean, I was so just Russia at home. I, well, I, I actually then thought, Belgium at home, I, then yeah, Russia. I, I thought Russia last I, week. I, I really expected, uh, as I said to you, uh, mm-hmm. the, the, the night after, I, I expected uh, Forrest and I expected uh, Christie. For me, they two are a standout within this uh, the country. Mm. Okay, thank you to Tommy and Govan on 01419511025. Lauren Shankland uh, says it was a proud moment bagging his first Scotland goal, but believes the result was the most important thing. He's now hoping. Uh, some sort of momentum can be built going into the Nations League playoff. It was great, obviously, getting back to winning Mays after during the week is a bit of a disappointment. The boys were a bit down, but it's good to see everybody with Smile back in their face after a good performance and a good win. I'd like to get my debut. It was obviously a bonus to get the goals out, but more importantly, it's what we got the result we wanted. The conditions made it hard, the ball was a bit sticky in the grass now, it's hard to judge, but it was something we dealt with quite well and we just got on with the job. The main objective of the night was to get the win because we want to finish as high up in this group as we can and it's all about building momentum towards the two players. Games in March. It's my job. I'll get in positions to, to get goals. Thankfully, that one's come off the bar and landed right at my feet, so probably not get an easier one, but I'll take it all day. Tougher tests will lie ahead, no doubt. Mm. But, you know, he was picked to much debate. Yeah. He started, he scored. So, I mean, he you, should, would, you would imagine he's. Has he done enough to then at least be in the squad the next time? I think he's done enough to start against Cyprus. I don't see why not. Uh, he looks, at the moment, given that Griffiths is still unavailable. For me, Ollie Burke can't play that position. Uh, he looked the brightest spark. I liked his movement. He was denied a very early goal by an absolutely wonderful save by poor old Aldo Simoncini. Uh, Aldo. And, you know, even a, a, a wizened old hack like me, Alec, can appreciate a romantic story, a fairy tale story. And the championship player who's been around the houses, Air United, Dundee United, etc., for him to get his goal, I don't care, came off the bar and he was suspiciously offside and all the rest, but I don't care. He scored. And it is a, a terrific story. And for me, in Nicosia, he would be my number nine. I mean, Alex, we, we got a glimpse the other night in, in Russia Where he, he came off the bench His first t- couple of touches Looked decent, decent He was yeah. managing to bring players in Then when we started Conceding goals There's not, there's not even much point In judging him then Because I don't even think we, I don't think we even saw him Come into the TV screen So bad You know Scotland were regressing So badly at that stage Again last night Poor opposition But as Hugh mentions He gets yeah. his goal He showed some nice movement And link up at times So Again What, what can we take If anything well, I know, I know what he can take. He can take plenty of confidence to score on his, his first yeah. uh, start here. And for me, he deserves all the credit he gets because he's put a real shift in. I, I signed him at St Mirren. He's very tough on himself, Hugh. He's one of these strikers that when he's doing shooting and training and things, it's not going particularly well. He's very critical of himself. Oh. So he's obviously went and got a lot of work done. He's, he's prolific at the champ. I mean, prolific at the championship. So it's important that he continues with development, mm. score goals. And if he gets that opportunity, as, as Hugh says, particularly in Cyprus, it's another chance to showcase yourself at a far higher level because believe me he will get more recognition than what he's doing down with Dundee United from teams mm-hmm. other suitors if you like so no well, well played I mean just in terms of that that sort of art of being a striker yeah, yeah, when it comes off the bar I think Hugh would fancy his chances at, at finishing not off oh, not yeah. a chance Hugh but, right. but it's not an a- Lauren Shanklin being in those positions isn't an accident that's no. something that you have to to work at whether it, or, or you know an instinctive thing. It's one of the things you say to strikers, to all young strikers, if you're listening, if someone's taking a pot shot, follow in. They do it, and and it's interesting because defenders don't do it here. You know they tend to switch off. 
Instinctively Shanks has fallen And he's got his goal Because of that Well that's the word I like Instinctively Instinctively he does The strikers thing In a way that Ollie Burke doesn't When Ollie Burke was on loan at Celtic uh, He was fairly shabby in that department uh, He's he just not a natural striker uh, So for me In Nicosia Lauren Shankland is your man And that's not to say Wow Do you think he'll get ahead of uh, McBurney If he's fit? Yeah, yeah, I would have had him ahead of McBurney in that department as well. Uh, he's the instinctive, natural striker. Give him another chance. 01419511025. Give us a call now and we'll speak to you after the travel with Amber. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors, the league leader for compensation. Talk to Thompson's.com. Hugh Evans and Alex Ray here with me, Gordon Duncan. Tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Still plenty of time to get your calls in. And if you're fed up with the international stuff, if you don't think a win over San Marino is all that important, well, why not give us a call and tell us what lies in wait for your club team as the return of the SPFL is upon us? 01419511025. We are on Twitter at Clyde SSB. One uh, Eye Jim. <laughs> says Scotland takes six off the lowest ranked team on the FIFA list But we struggle with teams who are below our 54th position Scotland are where we are on merit Mediocre players playing mediocre teams uh, John Strzelecki's got a question for you He says tell me what Steve Clark brings that Gordon Strachan does not Strachan had the national team on the up In time we could look back on a tournament We will lose the playoffs under Clark uh, uh, Sorry in time he would have took us to a tournament We will lose the playoffs under Clark I, I don't get this You know the, Gordon Great little manager that he was Was two managers ago And he failed in two campaigns So for me Well you've had two goes at it Maybe it's time we tried somebody else uh, And Stevie Clark, I repeat Was the, the nation's favourite to get the job Because of the, the stuff that he had done Since coming up here uh, It wasn't a shock appointment It wasn't a contentious appointment um, And He's got to work hard to overcome the, the Russian and Belgium results But he was the, the, the man at that time for the job, without doubt Just before the travel we heard from Lauren Shankland Mark Ward tweeted in to say For me, Lauren Shankland's done more to convince me in two appearances That he's our number nine than any other in the campaign An on-form goal scorer is always worth giving a shout As we mentioned the other night, Alex I'll just add one to my stat from Friday night In the last seven games, we've had seven different strikers at some point We're going to need to Kind of pick one And yeah. stick with them Yeah and or, or at least Give somebody an extended run Yeah absolutely And they may well be Shanklin uh, It depends how he does Over the course of the next Couple of weeks as well Hugh if he mm. continues on The, the form he's, he's been shown of late Then you just fire him in Gordon Because he'll go into it With plenty of confidence And, and he'll, he'll be familiar Around about the group as well Let's get stuck back in On the phones though David is in Sawcoats Hi David hey, Hi Gordon uh, First time caller uh, Gordon uh, Hi uh, Hugh and Alex Welcome Hello. David um, I, I, I just wanted to speak about um, Scotland I watched the game last night You know It doesn't matter if it's lower opposition in that it's, it's it's about trying to build the players' confidence back up in that I, I know he brought a couple of players um, in um, I, I know Charlie Mulgrew is obviously no marking a favourite fullback, And I know we've had the other boy was in uh, Liam um, Liam Cooper previously uh, Liam, Yeah Liam Cooper and that And bringing in the young lads Even um, Stephen O'Donnell as well for Kabarak he's, he's, done, he's done well um, you know, so especially Shankland up front because there's no really got obviously a terrific uh, goal scorer. Um, obviously, Lamb to Lee Griffiths. Um, you know, it's it's just unfortunate. But um, 
going, going, going forward, I think it's a kind of positive result to take out to the away match. I was actually, sorry, I was going to say in terms of people coming into the squad, Gordon, I was really I was really uh, impressed with Finlay. I, I like Finlay, I think he gives you a natural left balance as well. I know I've got a lot of left sided centre halves, but he's a he's a handful of set plays, you know, he's always in the mix and uh, I was delighted for him to get his goal. I know I know young Finlay since he was a young boy at Celtic. Uh, and he's he's come through the hard school. Even down south didn't quite work, and now he's scoring goals at international. So and the look in his face, he absolutely loved oh, absolutely. it. And he, you know, like we said earlier, you'll never take that away from someone. The first Scotland goal, regardless of the opposition, you could see what yeah. it meant to him, and he was he was oh, delighted. He was buzzing, wasn't he? He, listen, you see him again, buzzing. Big Finlay was. Uh, He's delighted he's come into the squad there and uh, you know, he knows Steve Clark. Mm. Steve Clark knows what he can bring to the table and uh, no, I was delighted for the big guy. Uh, David does make some pertinent points you in the sense that I wonder what, what Stevie Clark has learned. So if, if you concluded as you did a minute ago that he's he's learned that, that Lauren Shanklin starts the next game uh-huh. and David was talking about the defence and the difficulty with the centre backs is you've got a lot of people coming back. You know, you've got, you've got Scott McKenna, Liam Cooper, further down the line guys like, like John Souter and so on. Liam Palmer Does he now stay As the right back Would you imagine Has Stephen O'Donnell Had a bit of a run at it And now I get the impression That Stephen O'Donnell Lacks confidence At international level I I could be wrong uh, Stephen by all means Phone up and tell me I just feel that He's slightly Cowed By international football In a way that he Is not by club football He's absolutely terrific For Kilmarnock uh, Was a mainstay In the Steve Clark team but I just get the impression he doesn't have the same level of self-confidence when it comes to international football. And on that basis, he would likely remain on the bench. There's one for you. I would uh, put Tierney in front of the two of them. If he's... At right up, back. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Listen, I've been on the show saying that you don't get that width. and uh, But in terms of his defensive qualities, what he brings to the table, mm-hmm. charging forward, uh, the hunger, the desire, uh, I think he's a better option than, than the both of the guys that we've just mentioned. David, at the start of the show, we heard Stevie Clark talking about the players are... Are now smiling when when they weren't previously. Is that about all you could hope to to sort of achieve and get from last night? Hundred well, percent, especially. Listen, I know, I know. We've obviously been long confidence and stuff, and we've had a wee tough run. We're never actually going to like beat Belgium, but who thought in Paris in two thousand and seven when Alex McLeish we went to um, Paris and won one 0 a James McFadden strike? So you know, it's, it's possible that we can. I know it's a big ask, and we've just got um, um, young guys and that, and I can gel them. He's just going to give him a wee a chance, obviously. Um, um, Robertson um, from Liverpool is, is, is players like that, and Kieran Tierney are playing the Premier League and, and McGinn. Obviously, they're playing in front of the past days. They're, they're playing big crowds, and they, they don't need any confidence. It's the guys coming through, they just need a wee. We need somebody centre, like, like Big McManus, uh, they used to play for Celtic, so somebody big and strong like him. That, that, that's what we need in the centre back. We've got, we got a lot of balls in the back. There is the key for me, David. You mentioned Robertson at Liverpool McGinn at Aston Villa uh, McTominay at Manchester United And you think Well it's a fair smattering From a very very big league But Up until now When they face The big hitters They haven't come up to speed Yeah they've struggled haven't they And that's And that's why I am saying Boomer bust Isn't good enough It's not Enough to say well, they had smiles on their faces. Fair enough. Fairy tale stories galore. I'm not mm. being crabbit, but I think Stevie Clark does he just mean games. just mean in terms of of what it could be? Because I'll be honest, when you go along to a Scotland game, 
now I mean, Going along last night Hugh, For me And it could just be a personal thing There was a genuine fear That that could go wrong last night Not in the sense that we lose the game uh-huh. But wrong in the sense That we just don't get the job done In as convincing a manner as we should And then there's even more, An extra helping of doom and gloom Following the other night So it, 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 I know it was a minimum requirement In your eyes But surely that That comes as a As a relief And a positive to Stevie Clark To see a group of players Who were Really downbeat on, on Thursday At least Feeling a bit better About themselves Yeah However I am demanding That This is the case When we play People who can play football And It's not Enough to say Well You know We get This positive And that positive uh, I, I do take your point That's what I mean Is it not that, Is it not a bit of a No win game We, we identified that Going into it Because what is Stevie Clark supposed to say Last yeah, night He didn't He didn't yeah. He didn't we, go over the top got, In any way We got the job done uh, I, I keep having to Introduce caveats All the time But I'll, I'll, I'll say this I have seen San Marino Plenty of times They are rubbish But last night They were really Really rubbish <laughs> David and Sawcoach Thank you very much For the call Give us a, a call back Sometime 01419511025 To get in touch And you'll need that number Right now for this Beat the pundit With the Scottish Sun For the best football news And opinion online Thescottishsun.co.uk Slash football Yes it is Beat the Pundit time Your chance to win a sign ball If you can get the better of Alex Ray Or Hugh Keevans But extra special prize for you tonight Because just for coming on We've got the chance for you to win Four tickets to the Clyde One Super Scoreboard pub quiz And a £100 voucher for kilts for you Always comes in handy Hugh You know if you've got a wedding down the road Or a fancy occasion that you want to dress up for uh, We're going to hook you up All you have to do is take part in tonight's Beat the Pundit This is the only way you could get tickets To the Clyde One Super Scoreboard pub quiz It's at the Drygate It's sold out in less than an hour And it takes place on Friday the 25th of October Just by taking part tonight The chance for you to win four tickets So 01419511025 The lines close at 7 Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Road Accident Solicitors The compensation you deserve when you've been sidelined Talk to Thompson's.com Alex Ray and Hugh Evans Here with me Gordon Duncan On tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard As you would expect The day after a Scotland game We've been giving it the post-mortem uh, Looking back on any positives That you can possibly take From a, a, a comfortable victory Against such lowly opposition But if you've got any other thoughts Keep them coming 0141 And if you want to turn your attentions back Back to the return of league football this weekend Then we're here for you Give us a call on the same number Or send us a tweet at Clyde SSB And we'll do this first Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun For the best football news and opinion online Thescottishsun.co.uk slash football Beat the pundit time And we're feeling generous Hugh Keevans Yes That's what we do We're already giving away prizes Before we even play the competition Tonight's lucky contestant Is that James from Cumbernauld How are you James? Not too bad Yeah good James Can't complain James You and three of your mates Have got tickets to the Clyde One Super Scoreboard Pub Quiz It is on Friday the 25th of October At Drygate It's sold out in less than an hour So these are like gold dust James Hopefully you'll come along And enjoy yourself Fancy it? Of course Gordon Thanks very much for that mate Anything Good man. for a night out James eh? <laughs> That's it That's it He's going he's gonna to say I've won the tickets I, I really have to go you know, I need to go um, It was a and don't fight the last time It was good And hopefully we can uh, Repeat that this time James you've also got A £100 voucher for kilts For you That's just for you Your pals don't get in on that But if you've got an occasion Coming up You're going to look the part Sound good? 
Perfect, thanks very much Appreciate Good it, stuff guys. Now you can Hat trick of prizes Up for grabs But you need to earn this one The sign ball is there If you can beat Hugh Keevans Or Alex Ray At Beat the Pundit I'm going to toss the coin If it's heads it's Hugh And if it's tails It's Alex And it's heads It's Hugh Keevans against James Who's a Mullerwell fan From Cumbernauld Let me give Hugh a bit of uh, The old Clyde 2 To listen to Right James He can't hear us anymore You've got 30 seconds Head to head you can pass Here is your chance To beat the Pundit Are you ready? Yeah, I got. What's the traditional name of Ross County's home ground? Uh, I'll pass. How many points does Scotland have in their qualifying group? Uh, six, seven, eight. What is the name of Rangers' new director of football? Uh, James Wilson. Which player joined Aberdeen in 1988 from FC Twente in the Netherlands? Pass. And what year did Neil Lennon become Celtic manager in his first spell? 2010 Which club does Stevie Lawless play for? Livingston Okay Let's bring Hugh Keevans back Can you hear us loud and clear? I can You can, great Same set of questions to you, you ready? Okay What is the traditional name of Ross County's home ground? Uh, pass How many points does Scotland have in their qualifying group? Eight What is the name of Rangers' new director of football? Ross Wilson Which player joined Aberdeen in 1988 from FC Twente? In the Netherlands uh, uh, Theo Snelders In what year did Neil Lennon become Celtic manager in his first spell? 2007 What club does Stevie Lawless play for? Uh, Livy And at which Premiership Stadium would you find the Moffat stand? Kilmarnock uh, Okay, okay, okay James, he sounded ropey to start He finished strong, do you think you've done enough? No, I've got the... The Rangers one It's not I knew his second name So I just guessed his first name <laughs> <laughs> He did actually Yeah you're right I forgot about that one That was the Aberdeen striker uh, James Wilson He went for uh, First one The traditional name Of Ross County's home ground Victoria Park ah. Is it the Global Energy Stadium Now I think so Victoria Park We would have given you None of you got it How many points Does Scotland have In their qualifying group Let's do the arithmetic together We've beaten San Marino Twice Which is uh-huh. Six points And we've beaten Cyprus once Which is Nine. Nine points So none of you got that right On to the next one The new director of football at Rangers Is Ross Wilson Not James, unfortunately uh, So Hugh Evans goes into a 1-0 lead He then made it 2-0 Because Theo Snelders Signed for Aberdeen in 88 from FC Twente um, Neil Lennon became Celtic manager in 2010 ah. James got it He pulls one back What club does Stevie Lawless play for? It is Livingston You both knew it So Hugh Evans stretches his lead And he just puts a wee cherry on top at the end Rugby Park is where you would find The Moffat stand So it's a four for Hugh And James, you managed a two So hard lines Well done, Hugh, you beat me twice now I'm going to third time working for me next time Send us a photo on your kilt Okay, stuff. That was James, and James will be seeing you at our Clyde One Super Scoreboard Pub Quiz. It's a week on Friday. Yes, Friday the twenty fifth of October. It's at the Drygate. Fantastic venue. We had a great time the last yeah. night we had there, and it sold out even quicker this time. It sold out in less than an hour. So we're trying to give you the chance to win some tickets. All you have to do is take part and beat the pundit this week. And of course, we're throwing in that. One voucher for £100 at kilts for you as well So you never know James might turn up at the, at the <laughs> quiz In his kilt He'll be able to spot up He'll be the only man in the dry gate with a quiz uh, one, a kilt surely A mother will kilt One day only I wore a kilt for my uh, oldest daughter's wedding Uh huh And? Uh, <laughs> never again the, Why? The, Why do you say that? Well You remember the old Kilmarnock manager Bobby Williamson? He went on and on about it He was at the, the reception On and on and on 
eventually. <laughs> I just shut up and let me go on with this. My daughter's wedding. Shut up. So you've never worn one again. Never. I like your kilt, man. Um, I have one in the house. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Lovely. Uh, Attire, yeah, absolutely. I've only worn it a, a few times. A Ray Tartan? No, but there's a Rangers one. <laughs> yeah, I thought you might say that. Um, 0141 951 1025 is the number you need at Clyde SSB. Uh, if you would rather send us a tweet, plenty coming in uh, with regards to Scotland. But I know that some people are already wanting to look back on, or look forward, I should say, to the league football. So, so let's do it. 0141 951 1025. Gary's first up, though. He's in Thornley Bank. Hi, Gary. How are you doing, guys? Good, Gary. Uh, Alex Yes Hey there mate um, First of all I'm a Big Rangers fan mate Season ticket holder In the, the wheelchair section um, Just wanted to Congratulate you um, On Saturday I thought you were Absolutely brilliant Oh no Gary I, I feared we would get Some of these calls tonight Is he, is he, is he, is he as good As he's been making out it, Mate He was rolling back oh, the year no. Honestly It was fantastic um, Alex I just wanted to ask you A couple of things about that um, If you don't mind Sure um, just to ask you kind of how you felt, you know, being back on the the Ibrox turf wearing the shirt again. Oh, listen, I, th- I think it's fairly evident. Um, I was just saying to Gordon that um, prior to kick off, I'm in the day a quite pee as I always did when I was playing. <laughs> Too much information. No, no, and 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 the thing is, I was stood there because obviously they got a lot of younger guys like Charlie Adam and Hutton and so forth coming through, and you're thinking this may well be your last opportunity. And I'm thinking, I think they had about twenty players on show, and I knew Stephen Gerrard was coming over, so I'm thinking I'd be lucky to get half here. I thought I'm going to go about and charge about that lunatic because you just never know that, that you know that it might be the last time. And I have to say, the pitch was at an absolute bowling green. And uh, you're saying to yourself, you know, when you go back to over the years, you're playing in mud heaps and so forth. So you're just trying to enjoy it as best we can. And, and having been on the same pitch with some of the guys who I watched at Rangers over the years and also some of the kind of conquests against guys like Berger and things and Steven Gerrard was just yeah. great to roll back them years, yeah. I was going to ask you as well what it was like being on the same pitch as the manager, you know. Um, yeah, it was great. Listen, anybody who watched that game would look at their midfield. It was it was ridiculous. And we actually got overrun uh, time after time just because of the legs at Garcia, uh, Patrick Berger, Stephen Gerrard. You know, he's still very, very fit. He was busting for Midley Park, which was a bit of a nightmare. Uh, Gary, any truth in the rumours that the manager left one on or Alex at some point? <laughs> An absolute disgrace, uh, wasn't it? It was a disgrace. Absolutely, yes. But to be fair, he got one left on him as well. All right, yeah, that doesn't surprise you, me. See, we get one left on him as well. Um, That's absolutely slanderous. <laughs> I can't believe you've come out with that, Gary. You were going so well as well. It was no, a lovely no, time tackle. No, no I, d- I didn't say from you, Alex. I didn't say from you. Well, to be fair, he did get a couple of. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I think uh, the referee can have to just play on. But because um, someone tweeted me to say that. You were on the receiving end And you bounced up In your true Denison fashion Before perhaps realising That it was Stephen Gerrard And, and realising where you were and, yes. and, and sort of Toning it down a little bit Is that is that a fair assessment? There was an assessment There was a, a, a Kind of reaction Hugh When you yeah. Clogged from behind You expect better things Than for Stephen Gerrard To, to kind of take a, a, a pensioner out You know what I mean? So but what uh, he said to me in the newsroom was I was going to stick one on him And then realise who it was, it was. <laughs> Yeah listen the thing is He's, he's still competitive But uh, it was brilliant In fact I think it was about 34, 35,000 Which will be uh, well received to the, the charities I mean yeah, I love that Because yeah it, you know It's a charity game It's, it's a bit of fun But Alex oh. That just sums him up He's gen- he's thinking This is the last time I'm going to get to play on that pitch Or maybe And he just He never changes Well we've spoken about raw emotion Lauren Shankland Stuart Finlay 
uh, yesterday for Scotland And raw emotion is not the preserve of younger men At 50, you can still have raw emotion for experiences Whether it's playing at Ibrox or, or anywhere else The nature of the opposition I knew because I talked to Alec all the time in his car when he's giving me a lift uh, I, I knew that he would regard that as a personal challenge be, be, be huge. You know the interesting thing about all this is well, I was playing a, a, an old firm game yesterday at a place called Oatley out in kind of Fife way So yeah. let me get this straight At 50 years of age not only are you charging about Ibrox on Saturday and getting rave reviews from tweeters and callers alike you then go and play again on Sunday you are I, I, could, I could refuse it I would say against the old enemy you know so <laughs> Simon Donnelly uh, Mark Wilson Brian McClare showed up Chalky Terrific Terrific footballer So there was It had been pre-arranged for ages I only lasted a half But the fact That you're going to roll up the sleeves again And try and get a result Against the old end It was a, it was a good yeah. weekend in, in the missus away So it was, it was a winner <laughs> <laughs> I must admit It would have been much funnier For us and for the show If you had Made a backside of yourself Scored an own goal Been hopeless um, But I tweeted on, on Saturday night Just to find out You know how, how you had done And what I was letting myself in for it was it was unanimous. Honestly, the 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 the, the fans were impressed. Yeah, you were rolled that. back the years. So, uh, a bit of credit where it's due. It won't last long. Thank you to <laughs> Gary in uh, Thornley Bank. Some news though coming out of, of Rangers today, Hugh, yeah. uh, and that would be a new director of football in in the form of Ross Wilson. So he leaves Southampton. Um, he had been wanted by Rangers in the past. Uh-huh. He now moves to replace Mark Allen. If anyone knows his story, he started at Falkirk when he was very young. Um, Watford, Huddersfield, then on to Southampton. What do you make of that as, a, as an appointment? I say that like it's a, you know, it's not like a managerial appointment. There's no. obviously a bit more to this. And what do you, what what's, what constitutes success for a director of football? Uh, bringing in the right players, and he has had his ups and downs in that particular regard. Uh, like all men in that position, you can put all the signings against their name and there'll be failures in there as there will be big successes. So you need to give the man time, see what happens. I I think that Rangers, as of now, uh, are quite tidily placed in terms of the squad. Uh, And perhaps uh, money would be in short supply for the remainder of this season. Uh, but he, like everyone else, will be judged on who he brings in. Uh, did they add to the squad or did they detract? I mean, Alex, sure, sorry, I was you were just saying there here in terms of in short supply for money this season. I'm led to believe that they're actually someone said to me today whether it's true that Ojo they may well try and make that a permanent signing. Uh-huh. So if there oh, are discussions for that, that may well happen in January, which would just suggest that they're actually still trying. There to is more to it than. Than recruitment That just tends to be the yeah. one That gets the, the, the headline You can understand why I mean I think scouting yeah. Would come into that The academy comes into it. I yeah, think even sort of much. Medical infrastructure Training ground infrastructure And so on um, Ultimately Alex Like Pretty much every role Within a football club As long as the first team's doing well You don't ask so many questions About the rest And then when the first team's Not doing well You, you perhaps he gets highlighted. Dig, dig a little deeper In fact His, his time at Southampton's probably A great example of that If, if we can Make some sort of judgement now I don't know how you would But if you look back At the start of the time At Southampton uh, Ross Wilson plays a part In, in bringing Virgil yep. van Dijk To the club uh, They're finishing sixth So you know Great reputation And all the rest of it Towards the end uh, Some Southampton fans Not happy with signings Like El Yanusi, Who we now We now know £16 million um, So it tends to be That fans will Will base a 
a director of football on his recruitment record yeah. but there is a lot more to it yeah without a shadow of a doubt Gordon and uh, he's, he's got a good uh, wealth of experience now Ross um, I, I actually watched the development because when you look at the job he'd done at Falkirk you're bringing all the young guys through Falkirk made a, a right stack of money uh, with Jay Fulton to the world and uh, so they did that he was headhunted Gordon to go down south I was more keeping in tune with what he was doing at Huddersfield of Morris rather than Watford because I was directly coming up against um, Huddersfield when I was at MK Dons and things. So I seen what he was doing there under Lee Clark, you know, really taking the club forward into the championship. Uh, and then he's obviously been at Southampton. But I, I'll be interested in the other stuff. I take your point on board in terms of recruitment. will be his main focus, contracts, Behind the scenes But again You know I've mm. often spoke about the the academy I would like to see them delivering In the first team Even though they're winning a few tournaments now So the next step for that academy Is to start producing Into the first team And with the infrastructure That Ross is talking about Putting through the whole uh, System Then surely The Rangers will be looking to benefit from that Stephen's a Rangers fan On the line Stephen New director of football Got any thoughts on that appointment? Hiya um, Good evening guys um, Ross Wilson, I'm, I'm not. I don't know anything about him to be honest. Um, I do know that I'm gutted about Mark Allen leaving. The guy done an excellent job. Um, but I've read Ross's statement, you know, in the, in the, the paper today. It, it all sounds good. Uh, I wish the guy well. I welcome welcome to Glasgow and, and the club. But it's like anything else, you know. Time will tell. I just hope the guy, you know, hope he does well. I mean, Hugh, this is about infrastructure, not this, and not just at Rangers. You can go generally, director of football. Appointments like that It's about building a An infrastructure With a, a big plan For the future So although we will obsess In the coming months As to Who did Ross Wilson Help Rangers sign In, in January uh-huh. There's a bigger picture here Ultimately he Probably Should be looking already To see who replaces Stephen Gerrard Should he go That's the idea The idea is this Continuity This infrastructure Yeah But Fans aren't interested in that You know It's very important Gordon Extremely important The overall structure Of the club but it's like uh, a board of directors who get everything right in the financial sense and hold up the, the balance sheet and say, wow, look at this. We've got a fortune here. And fancy, spend it then. Mm-hmm. I don't care what you've got. Spend it on the team. So we're better than them. I think also, just sorry, what I would say about the Ross Wilson appointment is just looking for the outside. I, I mean, I'm not an expert on this kind of thing at all, but between Gerard, Allen, uh, the whole team, the whole staff, they seem to all be working in harmony. There's a good connection there, you know. I just hope Ross fits in as well in terms of him doing his job. Um, but as a person, as a personality, because you all seem to just be working so well together. And it has to be that way, Alex. Absolutely. In fact, and in many ways, that's probably what you could accuse Rangers of lacking in in previous years. I mean, no, why? But that that's probably what. What was missing for long periods? Yeah, uh, I think uh, my understanding is that he, uh, Ross Wilson's been in discussions with the board for the last few weeks. He's been in discussions with Stephen Gerrard. They've clearly come to the same way the club should be taken forward. And uh, they've obviously, they tried to get him two years ago. I, I, I'm led to believe he was the first choice anyway before Mark Allen. So uh, they tried to get him. It wasn't, the timing wasn't right. They've went back for him again because of Mark Allen's departure. I think it's a really good one. He's young, he's hungry, he's wanting to take the club forward. So... If you can tick all the boxes, it'll be a big uh, appointment. What else is on your mind tonight, Stephen? 
Um, well, thanks very much for that, Alex. Um, you've gave me a bit of hope there. But, but I also wanted to say, as I was at Ibrox on Saturday, <laughs> and I just wanted, I just wanted to back up the, the comments oh, that have already been made. Two calls. Come you on. played a blinder, mate. You really Aye. did. I, I think you've got a bit better as you've got older, by the way. Aye, everybody keeps telling me that. Listen, when I get back home, I'll show you some of the, the medals and the trophies that I've picked up all the years. <laughs> I <Aye>. short <laughs> memories as I've got. No, I'm only kidding. I'm only nah, kidding. I right, love you as a player. I loved you, especially when you came to Rangers. You know what I mean? Um, nah, yeah. It was really good to see you all out there on the pitch again on Saturday. Nah. Um, I think there'll be a few more. Rangers there'll be a few more coming up over the next couple of years as well. I'm led to believe because I think it's a way forward for the the, the supporters to get behind the foundation. Right, Stephen, thank you very much for the call. Going to have to leave it there. My apologies if we've cut you a bit short, but it's uh, I'm already majorly late for this. We've got a full time teaser coming up for Hugh Kevens and Alex Ray next. I think you lot on Twitter. We'll scoosh this I think these two Might struggle a bit more We'll find out next Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors They play to win Every time Talk to Thompson's.com Alex Ray and Hugh Keevens Are here It's time for them To tackle a full time teaser That's when you Send the questions to us And we give the pundits Between now and 8 o'clock To come up with the answers Now Hugh Keevens Inadvertently showed his hand on this one a bit earlier on yeah. uh, He spouted out a fact that turned out to not be a fact yeah. And we're now going to test that knowledge on the full-time teaser Fraser Joss sent the question in So thank you to Fraser, full-time at Clyde1.com by the way If you want to hear your question on the show, full-time at Clyde1.com Before John McGinn last night Three players have scored a hat-trick for Scotland this century And three have scored one against Scotland Can you name all six? So before John McGinn last night Three players have scored a hat-trick for Scotland this century And three players have scored one against Scotland This century No Ronaldo Probably going to be easier to start with the players who've done it for Scotland If if you don't mind me saying (laughs) Right, okay Dennis Law this century Good luck with that one No Two, sorry 2000 uh, Yeah this century yeah. <laughs> Dennis Law I thought you the last century Right okay um, uh, This century So um, Griffith Fletcher mm, Darren no. no Stephen Stephen He's done it twice Yes Against Gibraltar twice So there we go Back in 2015 yes. So Fletcher, Fletcher Fletcher McGinn There's only one more then this century No no before McGinn Last night Alright I wasn't giving you McGinn last night Come on Boyd would that be Boyd George Boyd No Chris Christopher Boyd None of them Tom yeah. Boyd No No he's not done <laughs> it Tom was there yesterday The, the, the game Oh <laughs> Does that mean if he's, if he's, uh, is he older than you? Is he got a few years on you? Has he? Yep, yep. Tom is there. Yeah. So, um, strikers. Um, Naismith. No. Nope. Uh, the boy who scored the, the James McFadden. McFadden. Yes. Never a hat trick. Gary O'Connor. <laughs> no. Okay, we'll leave that there. We'll just leave that lingering. We'll see what Twitter uh, can do. If you want to play along with us, get a tweet in Hackclyde SSB. Uh, Fraser says before John McGinn last night, three players have scored a hat trick for Scotland this century, and three players have scored one against Scotland this century. So out the six, the guys have got Stephen Fletcher, and uh, they're waiting for a bit of your help. I think. Right, uh, let's go back. Uh, let's take a, a question or a point from Twitter, Hugh Evans, right. rather than on the phones. Let's mix it up a bit. Super Mick is on. Um, he says Looking forward to the Premiership returning Me too Celtic may have to look at a new approach in away games Not creating enough chances Poor away form has to be a concern It continues from last year 
Also looking forward to the return of Tom Rogic For a long time he made Celtic tick Bio and Griffiths have to now step up And is Taylor fit yet? So a couple of things to digest there from Well first Super of all uh, Greg Taylor is fit right. uh, No question about that He's on the bench for Scotland last night Yeah And it's uh, a source of mystery Why he has not appeared in any shape or form uh, Under Neil Lennon uh, He made it his chance this week uh, El Hamed uh, away with Israel uh, I understand has been Struck down by a bug uh, And hasn't played any part in training or playing uh, So he's unlikely to feature at the weekend So there's an opportunity for Greg Taylor uh, With regard to Rodic He'll get his chance because um, Ryan Christie is now suspended uh, After his moment of madness uh, at Livingston And uh, the Celtic fans would be delighted to see Rogic If he can reproduce uh, his best form But he's had a long time out with injury Could take him a while to get up to speed uh, But with regard to away form Yeah that's absolutely right The great irony Is that Celtic went to Ibrooks Earlier in the season uh, Turned in a terrific performance Beat Rangers And thereafter In away matches Very poor Very yeah. poor at Hamilton But got away with it With a James Forrest goal Very poor at Easter Road Dropped two points Even poorer at Livingston dropped three points I think when you go back to the other part of the season They took five off Motherwell, Gordon So that would have been the highlight in terms of big scores um, I take the, the caller's point I think Tom Rogic really needs to get himself back up and running I think we go back to last January when he kind of went away yeah. With Australia He hasn't really get, got back on track with Celtic. Difficult one though because I was going to say how do you ignore Ryan Christie But you have to because he's suspended Bended, yeah. for, for a couple of games yeah, but I think he's played three games this year as I mean, well With regard to the away Situation uh, Celtic at home to Ross County on Saturday. Now, if they drop anything there, they really are in a bit of bother. Uh, but thereafter, um, they're at Petodre the following midweek. Now, Aberdeen may not have had the greatest of starts to this season, but it's still a, an Aberdeen Celtic game at Petodre. And Celtic would need to rise above the form shown at Hamilton, Easter Road, and Livingston. Uh, Defenders of Celtic's recent form would probably say here, well, yeah, Hamilton maybe not at the best, but 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 won the game, dropping points at Easter Road, uh, then doing so again at Livingston. Two performances. How, how many is? When does that become a concern? Is what I'm trying to well, say. When, it, when does it become a pattern? If you if you drop anything at Petodre, then that would be three times in a row, and you know Rangers would be at home to Motherwell that night. Uh, and Rangers have got Hearts on Sunday. Uh, and I don't think that Hearts are a match for Rangers right now. So Celtic at Petaudry are going to have to put in a performance, a goal-scoring, match-winning performance. They cannot uh, afford to drop too many points at this formative stage of the season. I think that the results at Easter Road and Livingston were careless, clumsy, Call it what you like But there were poor performances And poor results With a significant loss of five points It's always interesting to see the impact The international break can have On the return to club football Alex Because a yeah. lot of people get They get the fear that you know Players are going to come back I injured that, That's that's the obvious one But it can, it can definitely work in your favour If players go away And have a good result They come back confident Individually If they put in good performances I think 
Uh, Odson Edward scored another double, didn't he, for the yes, French he under do, 21s? Yes. Um, so, you know, it, it can work in your favour as well. You can get guys who go away, get an experience right. of a different type of opposition, feel even better about themselves, and, and maybe kick on when they come back. Sometimes just getting away from the environment as well is good, Gordon. Uh, I remember going away with Scotland under 21s when I was younger and uh, managing to score a few goals. And, and you come back and you're buzzing, you know, you, you take that into your club football. Uh, um, adversely when you look at the current form of Scotland uh, excluding last night uh, you know you can come back and you're in a bit of a downer but it's, it's up to you to adapt because that's your bread and butter and that's what you need to get in amongst it Just a, a small correction for you Hugh Keevans is that Celtic are up at Aberdeen on the Sunday lunchtime not the midweek card so ah. there we go Yes After, oh, oh, after oh, the last Europe, game Europe yeah. intervenes well yeah. you know, that's even more um, of a concern because you've got that big European tie, a sellout at Celtic Park. Uh, might not be a concern though, might be brilliant yeah, if it yeah. goes well. Yeah, it's if a, it if all goes well against Lazio, then yes. But they have to correct the away sequence. It, 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 they weren't good enough at Hamilton, they did get away with it. They were not good enough at Easter Road and certainly not good enough. Libby. Andy's a Celtic fan in Wishaw. Andy, a few days left before the Premiership returns. What are you? What are you? How are you feeling about Celtic at the moment, and what they need to show after the break? Well, we're only eight games in, yeah, and exactly. um, it's still a long time. It's a long time to go. Do you know what I mean? We're still going to work May next year. Got more time to pull it back. When, um, when do you start looking then, Andy? At a sort of having a real grasp on. On where things are going Granted you, you don't hand anything out Until May But I don't know What do you give it to Christmas Is it once you've played Everyone once I don't know I mean, In European football They started to pick themselves up On the Thursday And then Come the weekend It all falls to pieces But they can't blame it on On being tired Because Rangers put five past Was it Hamilton And they were away from home On the Thursday Do you know what I mean I just don't know what's happening I don't know if maybe There's not enough up front Just replacement wise I don't know what's happening With Griffiths Or uh, I don't know if maybe it's the young boy, I can't remember, is it Bayo's name? I don't know yep, what's yeah. happening with him. He doesn't seem very confident. Um, so he's not getting the goals. Um, he's certainly the one that they turn to, Hugh, because, well, well, they have to. Griffiths isn't there at the moment. There's been a few things, a couple of niggling injuries. I think there was an illness in there as well. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I've not seen a lot of Lee Griffiths. Bayo has had uh, the odd run, but there doesn't seem to be that um, that readiness on Neil Lennon's part to, to take a game. Whether it be you know, it. like Livingston, like Hamilton, if there's, there's not that readiness there to to start him at if the moment. Lee Griffiths is fully fit. He's a natural goal scorer. Bio does not look to me like a natural prolific goal scorer of the Lee Griffiths calibre. Uh, he could yet prove me wrong. Of course he could, but he just. Would you accept there's a possibility you're being a bit hasty on that one considering we've not seen a great deal of well, him and he got his well it was his he didn't get the goals against Hearts did he um, and what was the game he did score in soon after uh, it'll come back to me in a second anyway you know, Andy's saying it's only eight games in I tend to cling to the belief that you should be judging it game by game uh, and not thinking well it'll be alright ten games down the line ten games down the line you might have sustained even more damage Game by game The last two games for Celtic Have been way beneath standard Way beneath I think Rangers have upped their game as well this season But you've got to admit I think they're a lot more I think Stephen Gerrard's going to gain more experience Day by day Do you know what I mean? Season by season And I think he's starting yeah. to take control um, Can I just say as well Alex um, I was at the, the uh, 
Legends match on Saturday. What was that pass about in the first half? They just <laughs> totally went past everyone and went out. My wee boy's a Rangers fan, Alex, and my wife's a Rangers fan, so I got dragged along <laughs> in the Brimlow um, <laughs> in that pass. But then you redeemed yourself in the second half and you made a pretty good pass. Oh, thanks very much. Um, it's nice of you to say that. <laughs> well, you've obviously missed a 15 passes before that, they 50 yards. I could have got Loving Krantz a £10 million move on that performance at the weekend. Did you just pick out the one runner that you still had in the team and thought, I'm just going to aim for him all you afternoon? You have to recognise the players that have still got legs. Know, your, know your audience. Well, the, the thing the is, he went, off, he went off with his hamstring, done it, I just kept firing over the top. Just to go back to your point about bio and am I going in too early? You can only go on the evidence of your own eyes and what you have seen of him. And, you know, Griffiths, as I say, natural. In the same way that I said to you earlier, Lauren Shankland, natural. Ollie Burke isn't. McBurney isn't. Shankland is. Bio. The weird for me, thing about that is, and I know we're, we're straying into to Scotland territory, though, and we've kind of done this before, but how can. how? Can, and I, by the way, I tend to agree with you when we've watched Scotland games, but it also seems unfair to say McBurney's not a natural goal scorer when the guy scores yes, 20 plus goals in an English Championship. I wish I had the answer. I'm just I mean, it does it, it kind of jars, well, doesn't at, it? At international level, it doesn't look capable of doing that. As I say, it's all in the eye of the beholder. Andy might have an entirely different uh, opinion or bio to mine, but to me, Celtic are a little light there. While Griffiths is uh, still unable to play football, Celtic are a little light there. If Edward uh, were to be injured, Celtic would have a problem there. Andy, is he right or is he is he being harsh? No, he's right to degree because I think the buyer's just lacking confidence. But he's still only young. But then you look at players like when Dembele was young. Do you know what I mean? He knocked in goals for fun, and then Edwards knows that like far away from Miller. Do you know what I mean? So it's I don't know what's happened to Bayo. Like I just don't think he's the finished article. I just but then just they still Lenny still must see something in him, so he still gives them the chances. Um, but there's like she said, there's nobody else. Do you know what I mean? We don't have that another goal scorer. At the moment, I think maybe some that should have been a priority maybe in the summer. I know they brought a lot of signings in, some signings left, or players mm-hmm. left, but they should have maybe brought in somebody as well who was a proven goal scorer, maybe somebody that doesn't have to play every game. But Andy, but I think Andy, I think in terms in terms of uh, the summer, Lee Griffiths was making all the right noises in terms of his back in training and things. He, he, I think if you look back to his first three or four games. He scored two or three goals as well, so he looked as if he was getting back up to speed. So it was unforeseen, is what you absolutely. So you know, they, they may well assess this against Celtic in January, Hugh, because yeah. you're absolutely right. If they lose, what to do? Edward, what to do with Bio then, Hugh? Because I mean, Andy agrees with you, but he's, he started one league game uh-huh. and he started one league cup game. So how how do you get a real sense of of what Way he can do? do? It's Especially in the, the climate that we live in Look at the, the hysteria that surrounds every single fixture It's almost as if you know you, you can't take any chances But how, how do you get the guy experience? How do you give well, him that run to see if he can well, be an, an able deputy for Hudson Edward? If Neil Lynn feels he can start the Ross County game with him By all means he's the manager Put him in Or if you feel that uh, he'll get you something at Pataudry Put him in It's not me I don't pick the Celtic team So it's up to him That uh, would be good though if you did wouldn't it? Can oh, you imagine the phones? Terrific. Oh, Monday night show We'd have to extend it Till midnight uh, Anyway Andy and Wisher Thank you very much For the call um, Alec would need to Drive me home In an armoured tank <laughs> Let's revisit Tonight's full time teaser Sent in by Fraser oh. Joss Looking for Before John McGinn Last night Three players have scored A hat trick for Scotland This century 
And three players have scored one Against Scotland This century Now you're Well you're not doing great You've got Stephen Fletcher And that's it uh, DX Maps has got a cracker John McIlvaney's got a couple DX Maps has got the other ones as well Bill Branchfield um, Miller the, is uh, the, 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 the goals against? No Oof. Gavin Stevenson is on Peter Gray's got a couple Stuart Payton uh, There's a long list of people Who are not you two That have got the answers Yeah, yeah. But they're not standing here Taking calls Oh is that what it is? Yeah. Excuses now Okay yeah. <laughs> Any, Anyone will do believe me. That's the full time teaser yeah. Equivalent of blaming An artificial pitch Okay yeah. So yeah, yeah, you yeah. don't let anyone else Away with it So Any more? Uh, now let's concentrate On those who have Done the dirty on us you're ruling out Lewandowski uh... They're definitely harder See if you concentrate On the ones that have done it for us It'd be a lot easier All I'll say to you is I know I said the question Was this century But these are very recently You're 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 making it Too difficult for yourselves I'll give you some thinking time And we'll try and get your answers next Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors The form team for compensation For more than 40 years Talk to Thompson's.com Into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard We're about to speak to Brian Who's on the line Just let me quickly revisit Tonight's full-time teaser uh, The question was sent in by Fraser Full-time at Clyde1.com by the way That's the address you need to send one in Before John McGinn last night Three players have scored a hat-trick For Scotland this century mm-hmm. And three players have done it Against Scotland this century You've got Stephen Fletcher hmm. And that's it Five to go James Forrest Do you remember the opposition? Is it Hamden? Mm-hmm. Uh... Israel Israel It was last year Well done uh, Snodgrass Well done Malta away Malta In away 2016 was, yes, right. Okay so you've You've got the The for Scotland What about the against? We're struggling um, I can see that Badly <laughs> Terry <laughs> Henry Not Terry <laughs> Terry you're doing all the French I'll give you a clue Thierry Henry I'll give you a series of clues He It's not Terry Henry And he's not from the same country as Terry Henry But he is from One of the Better European nations If you're talking about Over History Over time As far as European nations go These would be in the, the upper tier Certainly Yeah but I'm just trying to think Because obviously you've got Spain Italy France Germany It's none of them um, what's the other team, Hugh? I mean, historically, Hugh. Never mind. I thought you were going to get it off that clue. No, they wear a big bright strip. Oh, Holland. It's uh, Bergkamp, uh, Van Nistelrooy. Van Nistelrooy. Well yes. done. Two thousand and three. Remember it, Hugh? The the playoff. We thought we had. We thought we'd done the business at yes. Hamden. Um. Two more to go then We'll leave it with you Let's speak to Brian on the line Hi Brian Hi panel uh, Thanks for letting me on Not a problem uh, As you know I'm a Rangers fan I'd like to speak about uh, My new director of football uh, Ross Wilson mm-hmm. uh, what, what disappointed me uh, Today when uh, Ross was announced uh, That Chris Commons decided Now I've not read a paper today I read this on my phone But it's all, obviously came from mainstream uh, that he kind of derided Ross Wilson's uh, career in England, especially Southampton. He spoke about some players that he brought in. See, this job, this job can be a hit of a mess. Uh, but Wilson's done well enough to have four years at Southampton, and uh, they're sorry to, to see him go. 
And if you remember, uh, I think I've touched on this earlier on, he was our first choice before Mark Allen actually came in. I don't understand. You've got to give, you know, any person that comes in, you know, especially in this role, because it's not easy, uh, you know, bringing players and, uh, you know, there are things that goes goes with that. The other thing is, you, you keep on talking about our finances and you don't know where the money's coming. Well, I'll tell you where the money's coming. It's coming from the board members, our benefactors. We certainly, since been out of the leagues uh, and then come back up, we haven't generated the money that Celtic have. So unfortunately, until we're in that position, uh, our benefactors, uh, in other words, our board members, will continue to make the shortfall. So I'm, I'm hope I've made that clear. Well, I, I never said that the Rangers didn't have any money. I said, I don't know where it comes from. So if you're telling me that people... Uh, certain people, benefactors as you call them Have been given the club money Fine, I'm not suggesting that anything untoward is going on I'm simply saying uh, That the club does not yet have a sustainable business model And therefore uh, Until such times as they win more uh, And become a better sustainable model uh, Then people are pumping money mm. in Which is their money To go back to Chris Commons uh, The newspaper you're looking for is the Daily Mail Where he has a column on a Monday morning I think in your eyes, Chris Commons, being a former Celtic player, would start at a disadvantage with you. But to be fair to him, he provided names to back up his argument. Uh, His argument may be completely wrong, but he was putting forward his opinion. That's what a columnist does. If, um, If you disagree, that's fine. That's what readers do. Yeah, I mean, Brian, was he, was he not just pointing out the recent examples, guys like El Yunusi, guys that, that were signed for big money at Southampton that didn't work out, and the Southampton fans themselves, you know, have, have been mentioning that stuff on Twitter today? Okay, Gordon, yeah, I'll take that on board. But uh, see, when Lee Conger didn't come in at Celtic, and even when Mark Allen came in, you know, at Rangers, I didn't see anybody even speaking about the their record previous. Oh, I think that's why I couldn't really understand it. I, I, I'm actually my daughter's off school today, so I'm on holiday. So I've not read any papers. As I said, I've read this on my phone. Mm. I just feel so. It's actually his column. He's yeah. actually this his column. He's not been asked a question. He's said it in his column. But, uh, but that's the job of a columnist. You know, his main piece was about Steve Clark and about Scotland. And underneath, he had a bit about uh, Ross Wilson. Now, you mentioned Lee Congerton. Plenty of people that go at Lee Congerton and uh, the the amount of players that Celtic built up who were, at the end of the day, surplus to requirements. And Celtic have an enormous squad and a lot of them will never see uh, the light of day in the first team. So Lee Congerton was criticised with respect. You've got it in for Chris Commons because he played for Celtic. I think that's that's not necessarily fair. Brian's allowed to to disagree for for whatever reason. If he doesn't agree with what's said, then that's okay. But um, can I come back in, Gordon. Of course you can. Hey, thank you. Okay, sure. Uh, I'm not getting in for Chris Commons because he's a, a former Celtic player. I, I would have criticised anybody making making this judgment. I just do not understand. You're right. Lee Congerson was criticised, but only after he was with Celtic. Uh, for a few months, maybe maybe even a year, where his record wasn't very good. Uh, you're right, there was a lot of Celtic players come in, didn't make any impact, and obviously uh, there was a burden on, on the wage bill. 
no, no doubt about that And that's one of the, the, the things A director of football Has to take care of But you started off by yet. saying You started off by saying No one said anything about Lee Congerton I think he meant prior to the appointment prior In terms of this, this analysis yeah. of Of his back catalogue Which I actually think there was But I don't have all the I don't have all the archives uh, to hand Thank you to Brian and Lark Cole for his thoughts Alex I think what built Ross Wilson's reputation In recent years would be the the sort of age that he started yeah, off doing unless he was a very young, young man at Falkirk and, and did build up a good reputation. Oh, you can. Everybody has pros and cons. It's like if you were yeah, to hire course. a manager, it's the same. They're bound to have done a good job somewhere, but probably failed somewhere else. Absolutely. You're allowed to examine both sides of it. Yeah, listen. Uh, having worked down in England with, with MK Dons and Blackpool and so forth, uh, he he has a decent reputation down the road. But he will be judged up here, Hugh, and that's how it's oh. judged. Now, going back to the Lee Congren situation, believe me, he was slaughtered for his, his work at Sunderland as well. So you'll have good periods, as you rightly mm. said, Gordon, and other times you're not so so good. But what I will say is he comes up with a very good reputation. Right, two more players have scored hat-tricks against Scotland this this century. You've got uh, Ruud van Nistelrooy. I must admit, these two are tough. I figured if we could get you four out of the six, that's... that's um. A professional effort A bit yeah. like Scotland last night Hugh Professional um, All right. But still needing more Clue time um, One of our Our neighbours Not that neighbour But just a bit further A bit further afield Yeah so um, uh, Not England I know, I'm trying to say. think Gareth Bale No right country though Oh uh, Rush No but After that 2004 2004 Well should It would have been My time uh, Bellamy No Proper He was always a Prolific Championship scorer This guy Alex no, Maybe never quite Did this You know the same In, in the top flight in England But Prolific yeah, in the championship feels, um, Roberts I thought you had his first name there Robert Earnshaw And the last one Is from the US of A USFA It was be. one of those Fateful friendlies Remember it Hugh 2012 We went over And got an absolute Doing The the boy it was at Fulham uh, You're thinking Clint Dempsey That's uh, the other one uh, Clint No it's not Never mind Just as well I Landon Donovan Thank you Landon very much Donovan, uh, Hugh Keevans and Alex Ray Thank you We are back tomorrow At 6 o'clock And in the meantime Stay there Stephen Mill is up next Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Compensation you deserve. When there's been foul play, talk to Thompson's.com.